It's a blind date watch party here this week on Kicking Out It 2, the home of Nostalgic Pro Wrestling Podcast, a part of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, where you can search for any Nostalgic Pro Wrestling Podcast on any podcast platform available by searching Retromania with a W. I got the cheap plug out of the way. This is Kicking Out It 2. I'm your host, Dave Rosenbluth. Dennis J. Levy here with me, and we are going to watch for the very first time, at least I'm going to watch, and I don't know if you've seen this before, Dennis, I don't the... Think- the In Your like House it, yeah. Revenge of the Taker from 1997. We are approaching the, uh, I think we have already approached the 25-year anniversary of it this week. So I thought it would be kind of fun to sit back and watch this show. It runs just a little bit under two hours on the cock, known as the Peacock. It was headlined by Undertaker defending the WWF Championship against Mankind. We also saw the WrestleMania 13 rematch between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret the Hitman Hart. There's other matches on the show, too, that we can talk about as we watch this. But I thought it'd be kind of fun to sit back and watch this. Never saw this before, so we're going into this blind. I don't have notes for it. We're just going to watch it, give you your thoughts and, uh, and, and reviews and recap it as we watch it on Peacock. And hopefully you can watch it with all of us. I'll give you all the directions. Dennis. How are you doing today? Always a pleasure to be on the podcast. And, uh, I'm excited as well that that does mention. I've probably seen it. I just don't. When you're telling me the card, that, 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 that it's, uh, so this gentleman picked me up from work. Uh, that, that, that's the gentleman that he is. That, that, that yes. I remember driving back, to, back, back, back here. And you're telling me the card. And I'm like, I don't remember any of the matches. It's just, um, if I've seen it, I was either smoking a couple of joints, drinking a couple of beers, and I do not recollect uh, any, re- any regulation of watching this car. Regulation is yes. that a word? I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I don't give a shit. People knew what I meant. People yeah. knew what I meant. No, no, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so I mean, originally we were gonna do the uh, the, the April twenty first Monday Night Raw night from uh, nineteen ninety seven. It was the night after this pay per view where the the rivalry intensified between Steve Austin. And the Heart Foundation, the newly formed Heart Foundation. But I thought I'd call an audible and throw this match. We'll do that show next week. So we'll either watch it or we'll recap it. Not sure how we're gonna have that all figured out, but um, yeah, we'll get that. We'll we'll get that going next week for all of you. The April twenty first, nineteen ninety seven edition of Monday Night Raw. But this week it's Revenge of the Taker. It's a blind date watch party. Never seen this before, so this will be a lot of fun. So what I'd like for all of you to do is grab your cock. Known as the Peacock, <laughs> the the worst streaming app really in the history of America, and I'm gonna have you go into the WWE Hub, and then you're gonna search for In Your House, season three, episode two, Revenge of the Taker, and it runs one hour, fifty minutes, and fifty one seconds. And so I'm going to give you the countdown, press play. We're going to watch it from time to time. I'll give you a timestamp, and I'll maybe play the audio in certain situations, and that'll be that. So let's get this let's get this shindig on the road, if you will. So season three, episode two of In Your House, Revenge of the Taker, in five, four, three, two, one, hit play. The open of the World Wrestling Federation with the lightning bolts and the big block logo, and there it is, right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they did a great job. The fire. Well, the, the, so a lot of those fireballs are shite. That so was that was shite. a good. That one. was a yes. great one. And I, I just recapped that show just a couple of weeks ago. As a matter of fact, that episode of Raw where where mankind had um, thrown the fireball into the face of the Undertaker and igniting the renewed rivalry between the two. Uh, this was a month after The Undertaker had won the WWF Championship from Psycho Sid at WrestleMania 13. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, what do you think of that match, the uh, Psycho Sid Undertaker match? I it was all right. Yeah, I, no, I'm here in the near. I didn't really, I didn't care for it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I mean, the, the match everyone talks about on the show is 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 Bret and Austin from that WrestleMania, which also that's a WrestleMania 13 rematch that will be a part of this show, Revenge of the Taker. I believe that match closes this show, if I'm not mistaken. And Undertaker plays second fiddle on a show that's titled Revenge of the Taker, yeah. of all of all things. So uh, this event takes place from Syracuse, or Ro- I think it's Rochester, Rochester, New York. I like Rochester. I've never been to Rochester. Uh, it's, it's a good city. Yeah. I've only been there once, to tell you the truth. It was in 1999 when the Hartford Wolfpack won the... The Calder Cup against the Rochester. I forgot who the fuck they are. And you went but, to the game? Yes. So my sister was dating this dude. I went to Rochester University. He became a fan of them. So we had... So yeah, so he took me on a... It took forever to get there, but it was worth it. Yeah, we had... That uh, it was either game two or game three, and we dominated. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very, very cool. As we see the Legion of Doom making their way through the, the little house... Down to the ring for the opening matches. They're going to challenge for the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Championships against Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. Uh, some notes here I'm going to read off uh, uh, throughout the course of this uh, recording here. Before the pay-per-view aired, um, the match that took place on the free-for-all saw the Sultan defeat Flash Funk. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. actually, that potentially could have been a good match. So, yeah. Like, the Sultan was our Rikishi, right? Yes. That's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's From the Samoan work. dynasty. Yeah. Former yeah. head shrinker, if you will. And uh, that's, those are two good workers right there. Yes. Of the slot. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, that's right. Yep, two weeks ago, they show the, the, the clip there is the Godwins. Um, slopped the LOD. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this was the... Um, this this was the beginning of the, the the rivalry with the Godwins and the LOD where they they turned the Godwins heel. I don't know if you remember that. No. Nah. Where they came out with the um, the Confederate flag and you don't remember that? No. I'm surprised. I liked the Godwins too. I don't remember that. I remember Sonny was screwing them over that that a whole bunch of times. But uh, Phineas, whatever you know, her showing up booty and then getting pinned on. But that. Uh, and of course, Hillbury Jim and all those guys, but I don't remember them being heels. I don't know. Yeah, they they, they would turn heel. It okay. was a, a I think it was set up um, in a match between the two teams. I think Henry Gotman got hurt. They did the Doomsday Device, and he landed on his neck, and he broke his neck. And then when he came back, I think that's when they they started the heel turn. They they they, they blamed the Legion of Doom for their um, for 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 the injury and and costing them you know the titles and etc. So. It just would morph into that. But here's the, um, the British Bulldog and Owen Hart. Yep. The WWF Tag Team Champions. Bulldog, the European Champion. Owen Hart, a two-time Slammy Award winner. And this was, like I said, not long after the, the new Hart Foundation was born. Where Owen and Davey would join forces with Brett. And they would be the, you know, they would they would take on, you know, the likes of Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels and Undertaker eventually, but there was the, the real war they had was against American wrestling fans. Yeah. What do you what do you what are your thoughts on that that particular storyline? Brett's heel turn and the the geographical dynamic between himself and he was a good guy everywhere else, but he was a bad guy in the United States and the and the, the way that the fans he feels the fans turned on them. Because I talked with Justin about this and you know, he was I mean, 
he was biased because he's a big Bret Hart fan, but yeah. um, you you can make a you can make a strong argument that the wrestling fans turned heel on Bret Hart oh, and yeah, the way that made, wrestling was changing. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? Um, I loved it that, that, that uh, how many people even in, like in their hometown it could be like you know like this heel guy and it'd be like you know from New York City even though he's a heel they still blew the shit out of him you know yep that, that, that I thought that was very unique that that that, uh, that 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 when he went to Canada he was the biggest babyface wrestler in uh, in Canada yep when he went to the United States that that uh, he was one of the most hated wrestlers. I I, I love that, and, and vice versa. Like even Stone Cold go, goes to Montreal, he gets booed the shit out of the building. Yep. And that that uh, and that uh, but but those Heart Foundation guys were fucking like people like people crying on them in the first row. Yeah. Well, there was that there was that that, that famous pay per view that took place a few months following this, the the Canadian Stampede oh, from Calgary. We watched it. You, you, myself, and Justin, and I, I still, I'm telling you, just for you what it was, it's the, it's the best pay per view of all time. I really, really believe the best that. in your house pay per view. I the think best, best pay per view of all time. I really, really would die on that. Wow! That, 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 uh, had no stinkers. It was straight to the point. Didn't drag. It was People, four out. It was four matches. It was amazing. Under two hours. It, it was, was absolutely amazing. Yeah. That, 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 uh, you could give me some, people could be like, "Oh, WrestleMania, blah blah blah." How about that? I guarantee there's gonna be one or two matches where you're like, "Well, I don't know, man. Come on." Those matches just one after another and after another. Anyway, I just uh, I was just going to die, die in that hell. That uh, Canadian Stampede, best pay per view of all time. That that uh. But yeah, talk about the, the, the manic though. Uh, the, the, uh, there you go. Um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? But anyway, the, talking about like you know how unique that that that, uh, that you know Hot Fried Nation and Canada being baby faces that then be heels in the United States. So like, how many times can you think of that? You know what I mean? Like other than the, maybe CM Punk in Chicago and like uh, well, or, you, or something like that. You know, if you think about it, that. That angle, that storyline, where you know the, the the lines were drawn geographically of you know between the love and the hate, that was the first of its kind. You know that eventually would you know really be the blueprint for the likes of like you said the CM Punk in the Chicago, yeah. where the Chicago fans were really high on him, as we see Davy Boy here with that impressive uh, vertical suplex onto Hawk. Um, but that was the first, like I said, it was the first of its kind, and it would and it would really be the inspiration for many other angles where they would use, you know, wrestlers' hometowns or even home countries to 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 really um, put a divide between the fans. Yeah. So um, now let me ask you a question. Yeah. Legion of Doom. Okay. Over the years, it's been said that the Legion of Doom, you know, during this run in the WWF um, in '97. Had pretty much lost their step. They weren't the the Legion of Doom of old, um, and that there was kind of they they'd seen better days. Yeah. Um, what do you think of this run from the Legion of Doom in '97 in the okay. WWF? And I don't even think it was them. I think it was just bad booking. Yeah. And, uh, they won a championship and then they lose it three days later to the New Age Outlaws or whatever. You know. Yeah. That that. that uh, and then they threw Sunny, like a washed up Sunny in there and stuff like that. And I didn't really care for the Sunny thing. I, I thought as hot as paper, she was, I thought and as paper, many times I jerked off to her. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I didn't think that um, she was a fit for them. Oh, you see a split screen action, a stone cold yep. Steve Austin entering the building, bumping into 
the late Hall of Famer Pat Patterson. Oh, yeah, so he did pass away, yeah. Well, while we're on the subject of Steve Austin, actually, no, we'll talk about it later. I'll, 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 I'll shift towards it later with, um, with the match with Bret Hart. But, but yeah, but this is the go worst. back to the LOD. This is uh, by by far at, at, at all their unless that he did stuff I didn't see in Impact Wrestling or something. That, that, I don't that, think that, they did. That, that, <laughs> this is the worst LOD version, no doubt about it. J- but, these two right now are the one with Sonny. Um, like this era, this like, yeah. like the last the the, the, the last like year and yeah, some change is, with WWE. Yeah, this wasn't great. I thought the paper though Sonny was a great idea. It just wasn't effective well. And then it hurt too. It was getting stale too. Like she was just whoever won the cha- tag team champions. She, she bounced was the around. manager. Yeah, that got stale. Quick. Body Donna's Godwin yeah. smoking guns, and then eventually LOD, the LOD. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I mean, I was a big Road Warriors fan. I liked, you know, I liked watching them in in, in NWA, in WCW, uh, the matches they would have with the Horsemen, the Midnight Express. Yeah, you know, classic stuff. When they came to the WWF in the early '90s, um, you know, this, I mean, everyone looked at the demolition match as a dream match, and to this day, as a fan, I mean, I've heard other, I've heard people out there say, "Oh, the the the, the teams just didn't have great chemistry," um, but you know, it was demolition wasn't over enough. Yeah. They were looked at as an LOD ripoff, but I, I don't know. I thought that their rivalry. You know, deserved better than a blow-off six-man tag with the Ultimate Warrior on a Saturday night's main event. I yeah. thought it was. I thought it at least deserved like a, a blow-off like at the Royal Rumble or even WrestleMania. It should have been you WrestleMania. Know? You know, okay. like and then that's how you can you know kind of get rid of demolition. You know, I, I don't know. I just didn't. I wasn't. If you booked it, I, I really I'll <clears throat> die in hell. I know I said it on some one of our podcasts. That, that, that I'll die in a cell that Legion of Doom and uh, Demolition deserved a WrestleMania match at WrestleMania and it could have headlined that show if the, that was booked right. I really believe that. that the WWE, Headline to WrestleMania? Yeah. I, the I, last I, match on the show. I definitely. On I, the I, same card with Savage and Warrior. I'm just saying. And I, I, Hogan and but, Slaughter. But didn't even have, let's just say that they booked it right, right? That, that, uh, that okay. So, 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 what was the main event again of that respective year? Of that WrestleMania, yeah. Hogan and Slaughter. So, so you're telling me. And I'm, hold on, now, before you, before, let me remind you, okay? Before you go off into yeah. your die on the hill tangent, it was on a recent podcast. You and I were on. I don't know if it was this year or maybe it was even last year. It might have been this year. You said that Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania Seven should have main evented. Yeah. Okay? No, no, I'm just saying that. that, that I'm not even saying that's the same year that Hogan is. It doesn't even have to be respected that year. Okay, all right. But but, but let's just say, but that that, uh, what two tag teams in that era did people want to see more than Legion of Doom and Demolition? It was our dream tag team match. That that that, and if you book it right, where where the whoa, wait a minute, look at this. Whoa, interesting finish. Talked over the finish. I actually don't remember them winning the, winning the title. I think this is one of those those. Um, Whether they lose it like in a week, like a, like a like a dusty finish type deal. I think something happens. Oh, because the bulldog wasn't the lead guy. Maybe because yeah, we totally missed. I was looking at you when when I was an, animal 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 was on the second rope and Dave he power slammed Davey oh, yeah, Boy off the second the rope. The refs are talking. Yeah, the refs are talking. Let's okay. uh let's get the audio for this. Oh, right, here we go. 
funny because the, so the baby faces you would think that the audience would have been like no that's a screw job they yeah. won right they popped when Finkel said the match must continue I would pop too I'm, I'm a wrestling fan I want more, more okay. wrestling okay so I'm option, just, one, option one your, the, the baby face team won or option two the match continues yeah and if I had no emotional investment yeah fucking I'm cheering for the match to continue of course yeah are they coming back or not I don't know looks like they're trying to leave they want the belts yeah, I'm not quite sure. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's something else we are we listening? Oh, they probably gave him to the. We don't have the audio on. They probably gave him to the count of ten. If you don't come back, then you lose the belt. Yeah, type of deal. Now it's a, now it's a brawl. So but, I would have done that in reverse, by the way. The so I would have had Owen and Davey pin the LOD and then yeah, he's the yeah, illegal they, guy. They, yeah, yeah. They'd be they like, leave and then they do the whole. That that's. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I, I like that better crowd, than this. You know the crowd was going to pop in a positive way when once they said, restart the match. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, 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 it should have been in reverse. I like that. I like then that. Then you have Jim Cornette come down and like, you know, hit him with him. If you don't want LED to win the titles, then you have Jim, Jim Cornette come well, down. Well, they weren't with, with Cornette. Or whatever. They are with Brett. So, I mean, maybe Brett would make oh, a, yeah. do a run-in. And maybe that's how they get the, the big connection that... That Brett saved their ass, and then they well, helped help Brett at the end. You're, you're, you, you might be a little behind here, pal, because Brett has already Brett already formed an alliance with them a couple oh, of weeks that, prior on Raw. I thought it happened the next. No, week. no, oh, okay. no. A couple of weeks before they had they Owen and Davey. I don't know if you remember, but they were a team, and they were kind of beefing with each other as a team, like who was better. Owen was jealous of Davey. They had that great match for the European title. I do remember that. And then. Um, Davey beat him, and then there were the jealousy continued from Owen, and then eventually it blew up, and they had a match on Raw, and Brett got involved in the match. It was like, look at what these people are doing to you. Look at what the American wrestling fans have done to our family. They've turned yeah. us against each other, and that's how it really all started. I recapped it just a couple of weeks ago here on the show. Um, I actually watched the, that episode of Raw one day by myself, and it was, here we go. This is like a nine count here. <laughs> Animal with a sunset flip on Davey Boy. Like, what would you do? Okay, let's say, you know, wrestling is, uh, like, you know, that, that, that um... All right, let's just pretend there's no storylines. Wrestling is, like, real, 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 right? If you're if you're an employer and you saw your referee miss that nine count, like you said, would you say that's automatic termination? It boggles my mind that, 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 seriously, that there's not been more... I know you don't want refs to be, like... You're, Some you're, logic inconsistency yeah, with yeah. the referees' yeah. role in the matches. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, even in the storytelling, there's situations where the referee didn't see something, and the final call was made, and they they or you know there was interference, and you know the the other team won or what have you. But then there's times where then another referee shows up and be like, oh wait a minute, so and so was the wrong guy they pinned, or hey this guy interfered, yeah. you need to restart the match. Like that, people have made arguments over the years that. You know, wrestling needs an instant replay rule, but then wrestling would 
if wrestling had an instant replay rule, then there would be no heat if a guy wanted to cheat in a match. You know, it would it would yeah, kind of really water down a story. So yeah. you could you could make the argument all you want that you know referees need to be consistent, but if you think about it, wrestling has no logic, and there's nothing wrong with that at times. You know, a lot of people and fans over there. Oh, oh wait, Doomsday. we're setting it up. We're setting it up. Doomsday device. Oh, they hit it. Oh. Now, what's he doing? What? Oh, he's I not the legal. Get out of the ring. Get out of the ring. He's not the legal guy. Oh, oh. and there's Brett. Brett yeah. makes a run in, causes a DQ, and we have ourselves the finish to this match here. Heart Foundation retain the titles via disqualification loss. Yep. That was that was funny too. That that uh, disqualification titles don't change. Whoever thought of that was genius, by the way. Do you remember that era of TNA when TNA tried to implement that if you you would lose your title on disqualification? Do you remember that? No. Yeah, so for a while, TNA used to... That didn't matter. If you got disqualified, you lost the title. I was saying, in a real boxing match, we all saw it against uh, Mike Tyson Holyfield. If you get disqualified, you're fucked. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. But TNA did that for a while, and... I don't know if you remember, but Sting lost the NWA title to Abyss via a disqualification in a match when 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 Sting was the NWA champion in TNA. Really, I don't remember. Yeah, that. I don't know. He had a match with Abyss, I think, at a pay per view, and they he like threw him off the stage through like a like a bed of like barbed wire, and the referee called for the bell, and Abyss won the title. Oh, I do. I yeah. I, I, I didn't see it, Steve, but I saw the highlights. Let's play the promo here. Owen and Davey backstage with handsome Doc Hendricks. <laughs> You must feel lucky you still have the title. We're not lucky we became champions because we are the best there is. Best of us, best of will be. There was no luck involved. We beat them just like we've beaten everybody in our past. Well, I'll tell you what. Your brother Brett may not be so lucky tonight when he gets in the ring with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He arrived at the building during your match. He was in a real foul mood. Stone Cold never arrived here tonight. Steve Austin is not here tonight. Yes, he is. I saw him. I'm telling you. Are you going to make sure that's a lot of bald guys walking around? Let's play the audio for this. Did you hear about the the recent um, automobile? Oh yeah, she's screwed. She's yeah, she's fucked. She had no license. That that uh, she, 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 she stole the car. I think she's out on parole or pro. She's on probation. She was that night. She was like the, no, the, no. She's been out of jail for a while. No, no. I heard. I heard. I, granted, this is the fucking Jim Cornette experience. Whatever. The view of that podcast. That that the, the, and he has ties with her. So, so yeah. that, that he was intrigued by the story. According to what I heard off him that night. 
She killed some dude and she was able to go home. How crazy is that? Yeah. And everything. Yeah. Well, they, they got to... I don't know how... I mean, I don't know how the, the, the authorities work, you know, down in Florida. Um, but I think they had to get a warrant for her blood alcohol level. That's exactly what they did. They took... They, they, they but... Took, they, they, they didn't do it on scene, and yeah. that's how she was able to to, to not they said, go home. get arrested. Yeah. Florida, you're, you're so fucked with you. The Gary Zimmermans and all those other shit. <laughs> Florida is so fucked. I'm sorry. Florida is fucked. Yeah, I tell my wife that's where we'd, I'd like to retire. When <laughs> I mean, that, they go to Daytona Beach or something. Yeah, you know, Miami Beach, you can sign yeah. me up. But those fucking, like, just the way their politics work and all that other stuff, fuck you. That's fucked over there. So up, up next year, we have Savio Vega and... Rocky Maivia, uh one-on-one. And this is not long before um, we would eventually see Rocky Maivia become The Rock and join the nation. And let's play this Let's play this audio here for Rock's promo. This ought to be interesting. Well, exactly what happened when you battled the nation of domination in a non-title situation. But here tonight with the Intercontinental title on the line, it's got to be a little, bit, a little bit uneasy for you as you make your way to the ring. Yeah, Kevin, the past is the past, and tonight is the night because tonight's where it counts. But I will say this, Kevin, if tonight's the night I lose the title, hey, Lady Luck has been on my side since I've been here in the WWF. And I've accomplished more in six months than I could ever have dreamed of. But at the same time, Savio Vega, to get this title, you're in for one hell of a fight. Now, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think, after listening to that, that he would have reached the heights that he has reached, I used to make not fun just in wrestling, but in life in general? I used to make fun of that dude, Rocky. Yeah. I'd be like, Rocky Maivia, this guy's going to be a fucking bum. Yeah. And then, like, you know, his finisher with the crossbody or whatever, you know what I mean, in 1997. He used to do, like, like a shoulder breaker, like, I mean, too, I like, think. Like, yeah. It's like, whatever, dude. I would never thought in a million years that this guy was going to be, like, the chosen one. No fucking way. Yeah. No fuck. And they're this year when we're watching Stone Cold and Bret Hart and fucking uh, you know all, Shawn Michaels and all these guys and mankind's blowing up. I would have said. I would have said if anybody, if someone told me who's gonna be a bigger star at this point, Rocky Maivia or mankind, I'd be like, mankind hands down. This motherfucker. I I didn't see this one coming. No yeah. way. No I, way. I, no. I mean, I didn't really love or hate him either way when I was you know 25 years ago as a fan, but. I didn't see him as like the future. I didn't. I, I. I didn't. I didn't see you know him headlining a WrestleMania. Yeah. That's for sure as a fan. Um, I, yeah, I, I. I. I couldn't imagine the heights that he was going to reach. You know, not just in wrestling, but like yeah. I said, in life in general. Yeah. I mean, he's. He's. You know, the, probably the most famous man in all of the world right now. He's with one of them. All the movies he does. Yeah. You know his his. Um, his, as we see Farouk making his way down to the ring to, yeah. to get a bird's eye view of this match with the rest of the nation of domination. But, um, you know, he's the movies, he's got a clothing line with, you know, sponsorship with Under Armour, his energy drink, which is pretty damn good. I, ha- I, I, uh, I like his, his energy drink. Um, everything's owner of the XFL, the football league, you know, he was. He had to do something, otherwise he was going to flounder in, in in wrestling. He was going to, he could have been, if if they didn't think of ways to, I mean, they obviously saw potential in yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, he won the fucking Survivor Series. So you know, they, yeah, he had a run with the Intercontinental title early on. They saw potential in him, but they, if, if, I think we're wrong. if they never that. let him find his true personality in, you know, as a part of early on in the nation and the stuff he was doing. Who knows what 
He may never. He may have never been. Yeah. Uh, you know, he may have never been a big deal in wrestling and or in, as a movie star. He could. He could. You know. He could have been working at a fucking GNC or a Planet Fitness for all we know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it's a testament to him as a performer and the you know the the company itself and how much they saw in him. I really became a, a fan of rock after the, the, the ladder match with Triple H at, at, at that SummerSlam. Okay. You know, that was where I was like, damn, he's fucking cool. He's badass, you know. I was still Rocky Sucks, Rocky Sucks before that when he was with the Nation and all the stuff he was doing. But that was one of the times where I was like, like, oh, man. Like, he's, you could just tell. Like, there was something that changed in, in my the way I, I looked at him after that match with, with Triple H. Yeah, that's a good call. That um, for for at least for for, for like me as a, like a fan of The Rock, it took me a long time. That that uh, it probably wasn't until it probably wasn't until he uh, that, that just the way he put over Brock. I said, "Wow, dude, this guy's this guy really." I. I, I, it's weird that I kind of thought he was kind of like great, great on the mic, but it's like, I don't know, you know me, I'm wrestling first, mic second, and then I, I, I didn't really appreciate his work until I saw that, and I'm just like, he made fucking Brock look like a million bucks, I'm like, why was I always player hating this dude? After the, after that feud, I said, I'm a Rock fan, yeah. of course, that, that was kind of like, the, the tail end of his stuff, yeah. but, but like, we apologize, there is a technical issue that I had with my computer here on this watch along but we are currently at 28 minutes and 41 seconds here in the middle of still the Rocky Maya via uh, Savio Vega Intercontinental Championship match so we, before the the issue Dennis we were talking about the um, you know the rock and uh, what we we didn't expect of him and how big of a star he became and then of course Savio Vega I, I kind of liked him as a youngster I thought he used to have some fun matches but you weren't, you know, totally high on him. No, not at all. That 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 until even when he was getting super pushed and people fucking loved him. I, I he was never my cup of tea, and like I said, till the very end. Okay. And when he was putting people over and all that stuff, and like I always appreciated that too. When when somebody is like, you know, we're losing a match once a year, and it was like super special, whatever. Mm-hmm. That 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 uh, then at the at the end. He's like, you know, putting over the people that, that, that put him over, you know? Do you think he was that ver- that era's version of Tito Santana? Like, he was you know, he was a good wrestler. People liked him, um, but just couldn't quite get over that hump or win, like, you know, the, the, the big one? I, if you say, if you, uh, if you said, diet Tito Santana, I think that's fine for Rosario Vega. But to say he's in the same league for popularity and it's, in the work, and I don't agree with that. Okay. I think Tio Centeno is a way better worker, and him being over, like, like I, I know I mentioned this a million times in this podcast, uh, when Tio Centeno fought The Undertaker in Brazil. Yeah. You're telling me, you, you could have that in Saudi Vega's hometown, that he's not going to get that pop the way Saudi Vega did. Yeah. That, that, uh, that, uh, so I don't think that's a fair comparison for, to, to Tito. That, uh, but I get what you're saying. Mid Carter, that was his, that was the ceiling. That, that right. uh, but, but um, no, I don't think that's fair to Tito. No. Okay. All right. I get it. I understand. Nice belly to belly, but yeah. Rocky to to Savio here. Um, 
Yeah, the, the, the nation of domination would go through a series of changes in, the, in the, the, the following months. I don't know if it was something that they just feel they needed to shake things up. Oh, rock bottom. Is this it? No. Nope. Kick out. Yeah. Good God Almighty, kicked out of the rock I'm bottom. Right now, his finisher is the crossbody. I'm telling you that's the truth. But uh, Backslide. I haven't seen a backslide in forever. Then again, this is 97. Watch out, Crush. Oh. Oh, that was a good bump. Wait a minute. True or false? The last person Saudi Yoga pinned in the New York Survivor Series was Crush. He didn't wrestle in that match. Savio wasn't part of that team. No, no, no. I'm talking about The Rock. You said Savio. Uh, you know what I meant. I'm sorry. Rock? Yeah. Um, when The Rock debuted in New York in the Survivor Series, the last person he pinned was Crush. True. It's true. Okay. I, I just remember just recently. It was like three on one, right? Like it was like him. It was like Crush and like I Gold Dust. Everybody. I, maybe it was three on one. It, it could he eliminated like two on one or three on one. Yeah. I know he eliminated a couple of guys. Yeah. And it looks like this match is over here. A count out victory by Savio. I totally missed it. Did Crush like punch him in the face when the referee. I think this is the beginning of the, the, the Nation of Domination split where they. Yeah, we pissed too. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sorry. Crush, what you doing? <laughs> I'm supposed to win the championship belt. You get in the middle of the ring. What are you doing? That is really good. You're making him a count out? You're rocking my knee. I'm supposed to be the Intercontinental Champion. What you doing? Why? Why? I'm the nation domination. I'm supposed to be that champion. The champion of the Intercontinental. What you doing, man? I'm supposed to be the Rocky Maivia. Uh -oh, oh, here we go. Family business. He's going to have yeah. to get involved. Let's play the audio for this. What's this to do with the count out or disqualification? Count out. Okay. Packer Dogs! Got a belt? Yep. Big Pop, who's coming? Ahmed Johnson, great oh look. Couldn't cut a promo. He wasn't. The, he was kind of sloppy in the <laughs> ring. If I mentioned this already on the podcast, forgive me. No, that's but okay. It's worth even. It's worth mentioning. Okay. The funniest thing I've ever seen in wrestling. It, it that, that was for. It was a wrestling game. And all you got to do is YouTube it. YouTube Ahmed Johnson video game promo. It is the funniest fucking thing I've, I've, I've ever seen in wrestling. Which it's video it, game? It, oh, I, I, da, 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 I don't remember. But it's like, it was like the, during the PlayStation 1 era, where where if you clicked on like on the uh, the guy's bio, he would talk. It was like... Oh, was like I think I never talked. Was, that, uh, was it, it like Warzone or something? I think so. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 it, it, I vaguely remember that It now. has millions and millions of views. At, at okay, I'm going to look but, it up. But yeah... Or, and you get, it's just the funniest fucking thing I've ever I'm seen. I'm going to look it up. Yep. I'll look it up right now. That uh, it, It's definitely for any of the listening audience to kick it out to. That, that, I go immediately go to YouTube. After you, of course, 
when you don't watch the podcast, of course, go to YouTube and look up Ahmed Johnson video game promos. It's just, uh, it's just, uh, it's a masterpiece in like, you know, for all the wrong reasons. You know what? I'm going to play it right now, as a matter of fact. What the hell is this? Anything he just said. That, that was, oh my god. Mark Merrow and Sable with yep. Doc Hendricks. What do we got going on here? Yep. Once again, I want to thank all the fans for their support. Last year was a wonderful year, but I really feel like this is going to be our year. Well, the question everybody wants to know around the world is how's the prognosis? How's the rehabilitation coming along with the knee, Mark? Doc, the knee is doing just fine. I'm looking to come back sometime this summer, and I'll tell you, it is going to be the wildest summer when we get back in the World Wrestling Federation. You know, I've got to ask you this. It's got to be bittersweet knowing that in this building right here were some of your greatest victories in amateur boxing, the Golden Gloves, yet you're unable to compete tonight. You know, Doc, I won the state Golden Gloves right here. And last night, Sam and I were members last night for the New York State Golden Gloves in Syracuse. So we had a great time, and we're looking forward to... <laughs> we're looking forward to, you know, getting back... Get a camera in there. What are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. Something's going on in, in the men's bathroom. <laughs> that was great. Well, Owen just coming from that men's room. Wait, wait, hey, 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 what's going on? What's, go- what's going on? Hey, boy, Owen just up Austin. I need to help. Vince, I don't know. We'll keep following this story. Back to you guys. It's crazy here. Jesus. Everyone, everyone, uh, I, I, I was trying to mention this, that, that everyone talks about, when we talk about Owen Hart, everyone talks about just his ring work. Do you see his mannerisms? And oh, he's his, great. Oh, my he's God. Great. I think, oh, and, I've, so and, and, and maybe I've said this because I have a little bit of a bias against Bret Hart th- these last several years because of the way that he's conducted himself publicly in okay. interviews towards other wrestlers. However, I will say, Bret may be the better technical wrestler, of the family, but Owen is the all-around better performer. Bro, all you had to do was pause, pause during that, that, that. He's looking into the camera. The, facial, right the facial expression. Brett couldn't do that. He was great. Brett couldn't do no. that. No, but Owen could fly. Yep. Owen could brawl. Owen could be a great technical wrestler. Yep. Okay? Owen could cut a promo. He was, uh, you could take him seriously. You could make, he could make you cry. He could make you laugh. He could make you hate him. Like, 
I think Owen Hart was the better overall performer out of all the Hearts. Oh, I I don't disagree with that at, at all. That that uh, it, it like 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 you said, if, if you just turn on to a random match, Brett's going Brett's going to detain you probably more. Yeah. Uh, but but if we're talking promos, mannerisms, uh, um, I, Owen kills him on those. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree. Here we got the real Double J, Jesse James, con- taking on um, Honky Tonk Man's newest protege. Uh, see the video package here. It looks like Honky Tonk Man tried to recruit the real Double J, and uh, <clears throat> here he is in the ring, getting ready. He was just uh, he he just serenaded the audience, and now we see the Honky Tonk Man here. Let, let's uh. Is he gonna cut a promo? Is he gonna introduce his protege? I think that I think the protege is a mystery. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, I think I think the protege is a mystery. It will it will eventually be Billy Gunn. They'll call him Rockabilly. But I actually want to hear the the promo and the intro for this. This ought to be interesting. That's what he tried to get him for originally. Oh, that's true. Well, I'm just saying though. Oh my god. I forgot that Rockabilly even had a theme song. I did too. Rockabilly is such a handsome man. Like, are you kidding me? And at this point in time, I, we, me and you talked about this in, in your truck. Who ever thought. Uh, you're talking about Rocky Maivia. Yep. Now we're talking about two dudes. Who would have thought that these guys would have been Hall of Famers? Billy Gunn and fucking Rhodey at this point? Yeah, no, definitely not. That's fucking crazy. Definitely not. Well, See a video clip here. Like it looks like Billy was offered services by the Honky Tonk Man, and Honky didn't. Uh, honky Honky didn't, you know, seal the deal. But I guess he must have. Uh, he must have made him an offer he couldn't refuse. And for the kicking audience, for the uh, listening audience, kicking out too, too. You got it. Um, where can people uh, like put like uh, place a post or whatever? Huh? And, like someone like listening, and they want to like uh, you know uh, for like Facebook or something or like. Uh, what are you talking about? 
Someone who could go to Kicking Attitude and say, hey guys. Da, 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 da. On Facebook. Yeah, okay, the Facebook Kicking Attitude. Yep. But since, uh, for the listening audience of Kicking Attitude, mm-hmm. I got a question for you. And I don't want to cheat. You know, okay. you know me. I don't like to Google and shit. I like to, the, the, to figure it out as a group. Okay. Can somebody confirm or deny that the second where Billy turned on the Honky Talk Man, did that happen on Shotgun Saturday Night? I need to know this. Maybe it's killing me. Did it happen on a roll? Mind playing tricks on me? But I think when Billy officially took the, hit him with the, hit him with the guitar, I think that happened on Shotgun Saturday Night. That was when they night. formed the New Age Outlaws. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll put the question up. I, I will. So. I will definitely put the question I up on so. Facebook this week and uh, see what kind of results we get. Uh, but um, we got Road Dog and Bill. Or he wasn't Road Dog. He was the real Double J Jesse James doing the Fargo strut. There. He wasn't Road Dog yet. No, he wasn't. He was. He was the real Double J Jesse okay. James. Um, yeah, I mean, who who would have thought? These two would have been one of the most iconic tag teams in all of wrestling. And yeah. you know what the you know what the funny thing about this is with with their pairing, and it's it's become a trend in wrestling in the last 15, 20 plus years, if not longer, is the art of real tried and true tag teams has has faded away. You you maybe see like a couple of really traditional tag Ooh, teams. Out there, but for the most part, wrestling nowadays is a lot about they just pair two guys together and yeah. hopes that they're. And more often than not, they're not as successful. Now, in the case of Road Dog and Billy, you had two guys that they didn't know what to do with. They were, the, what they were doing with wasn't working with them, and so they put them together, and it became something. They blossomed into something. Um, if I recall, I think. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was a it was a combined effort of both these individuals and the company where they just said, "Hey, just throw us together as a team and let's see, you know, let's see how this works. Let's see if we can, you know, make something happen." And the company was just like, oh, "Okay, sure, why not?" You know, and and they would tag up on house shows and they had them work as heels. And this is before they ever did their stuff on TV. Okay? And they were getting a strong reaction. And then that's what eventually led to them becoming a tag team. Yeah. Was the, the work they were doing on house shows. And I also remember, too, um, when Road Dog was the manager of uh, Double J, of course. The roadie. And he went over and, like, one, two, three kid and stuff like that on pay-per-views. So, yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. And you want to know how he did it? He beat him with a pile driver off the second rope. I do remember that. Was, it, was, yeah. it was pretty ugly, but it was. <laughs> I had never seen anything like that before. Yeah. Definitely never saw anything like that before. Like, can you imagine we have one, two, three, can you're like, uh, for, for, for the fucking road dog, I'm taking a second road pilot driver. This is Bret Hart or something. I'd be like, sure, whatever, you know? I mean, he obviously yeah. felt safe enough to do it. I guess so, yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. I would not, I would not want to take that bump. And then, you know, the New Age Outlaws, like, I had nothing. I was never a big fan of these two, sing, you know, singularly. Oh, me too. I feel like. They really saw something in Billy because he was very athletic. He had a great look. You know, they wanted to make him into a big star. But um, for whatever reason, on a singles level, it didn't work. He's probably argued as one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time because the teams he was involved in were successful. Smoking Guns, New Age Outlaws, the Billy and Chuck tag team. You know, he had some very successful runs as a tag team performer. And that seemed to be his niche. Um 
But when they first, you know, paired these two together, I didn't see anything of it. And then they just became cool. Like they were immature. They, they, it was during an era. It was like the Jerry Spring, Howard Stern era where like everything was immature. And then eventually it would lead to them, you know, becoming DX, Yeah, you know, with, with Hunter and X-Pac. And I think originally they were going to pair him up with Sean, but Sean got hurt. And it's amazing where, how far they had come as performers. And then you look at their body of work and the stuff they did as the new age outlaws is what defines their career. If you really think about it, not any of this other stuff. Yeah. I want to bring back to your point about Billy Gunn being really amazing at tag team. Mm -hmm. I want to bring to your point that, that, that that, like he's so freaking good. And I want to talk about current wrestling. I want to talk about the gun club. You ever watch those guys? No. The, their hot tags and just the, their mannerisms and uh, and even their work. No. It's amazing. It's because actually, they, I, I did, I'm sorry. I watched their match with FTR and AEW a few weeks ago. It think? wasn't bad. Uh, I it think you're. Bad. I think you're. They're obnoxious. They're obnoxious little heels. Like they, like they, you know. Well, I just like their like 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 the, the, the little things. You can tell it's Billy that's telling these guys. Good guy. Well, yeah. One's the son. They're so his they, kids. They, yeah. They, yeah. That that uh, both of them are. Or the one, both of them are, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Because one you can just tell. Yeah, no, the they, no, they're, they're well, both I his kids. Just like this. Anyway, but you can tell he's doing a damn good job training those boys. But that, that uh, I'm putting the, the uh, you know, my predictions, uh, they're fucking amazing. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I'm, I'm joshing because, you know, Dave knows I'm a gambler. And, oh, my God, my football picks, Helen Keller could have done better than me. But anyway, with that being said, that that um, that uh, I think those boys are going to be stars someday. I really do. And they keep it. They keep it together. I haven't Clearly, seen. The, I haven't seen enough, enough of them to really make. I haven't seen enough of them to really make that. Make that. that I think so. That prediction, I really but, think so. I think they're going to be big time. I mean, if their father, you know, if they come from the same, the same family tree as their father. I, although, I although you can make that. an argument that there have been other families in wrestling where their successors have not been as successful. Oh you yeah, know? case in point. Um, I always forget the guy's name. We're talking about Owen Hart. Well, Teddy, was it Teddy Hart? The one I went loony. Yeah. The, the, he, the nephew. If you want to talk about workers, you can argue Teddy's right up there. But granted, that that because uh, him being a fucking shithead and all that other stuff, he never made it. But like, but you're right. Well, I'm trying to say your case, your point is just because you have that last name doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you're going to be a star, you know? As we see the finish here, Road Dog getting the victory. Roadie, Double J, real Double J. Oh. Let's say did did it happen here? Did, did, yeah, you missed the you missed another finish because you're talking to me. Okay. No, no, I'm saying no. Is Billy gonna pop him now? No, 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 okay. no, no. They tried to pop Road Dog with the guitar double J, real I'm double J. I'm just making sure that Billy didn't didn't say, oh, fuck it, you're you're." No, a no, 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 right. no. They they milked that for a few months. They milked that for a few months. Here we get the replay. Looks like we're gonna get the finish. I don't know what he was trying to do here. Oh, right, check well, over well. something and then. Rody rolls him up, two, three, and then Honky tries to go for the guitar shot. Ducks. Yeah. Guitar doesn't break, which is a surprise. Probably wasn't a gimmick one. It probably wasn't. You're right. Yeah. It probably wasn't a gimmick one. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that was funny that 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 uh, that uh, I was listening to a uh, Honky talk me and um, which got a shoot interview a couple years ago, and he was like. It was like some of these people were playing with my gimmick guitar. I'm like, please don't. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're just breaking these people's hands. He said, he goes, so tell you the point was anyone who cried about, about about like a concussion or something about about him hitting over the head. He goes bullshit. People used to play play with his gimmick guitars and breaking his hands. Apparently, yeah, okay, I can yeah. I can believe that. 
I can believe that. Hey, did you ever order anything off the 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 subscription oh, list? Oh no way! My dad would have fucking killed me. My dad was Jewish. He would have fucking killed me by then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never ordered anything when they used to hawk the merch um, during the shows, which was a great way to advertise their stuff. Yeah. You know, pre-internet. I can't even think of pre-apps one. and stuff like that. You probably did it too. Like we we're all little shits back in the nineties. Uh, where you got to call like I remember one. Speaking of little like shits. That. Stone Cold was taking one and got beat up by Owen Hart and Davy Boy. Now we're going to hear from him. The damn ring. I told Bret Hart he'd have to kill me before I left him alone. So you can take your ass and get out of here because there ain't no way that I ain't fighting Bret Hart. And that's the bottom line. Mr. Austin, you huh. refused medical attention after what must have been a savage attack. Is I mean, is that very smart? I don't need medical attention. I'll tell you, Bret Hart's going to need medical attention when I get through with his ass. Because he can bring his whole family and his old fat father stew. Because none of them can whip Steve Austin's ass. They only got a piece, right. and they didn't get all of it. All right. Well, uh, Mr. Austin, yeah, obviously, uh, Mr. Austin is wanting to go through with this match, but would it be in I his best interest to, to have this match tonight? Well, only one person knows how bad Steve Austin's hurt, and that's Steve Austin. And, you know, I'm going to buy him a little bit of time. What I've done here is I've rearranged the lineup. And Undertaker and Mankind will go next. I'm going to buy him some time to get himself together, to recuperate a little bit. You know, he's earned the right to have this match against the Hitman tonight. I'm going to give him every opportunity to do that. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Monsoon. Right now, let's go over to my colleague, Lance Wright, with the Hart Foundation. Thank you, Kevin Kelly. I'm here with the entire Hart Foundation. And you heard that no matter what, this evening, Stone Cold Steve Austin will wrestle tonight. And on top of that, Gorilla Monsoon, the president, is going to give him some extra time in order to prepare. Now, what were, you, what were you two trying to perpetrate by walking in to the bathroom with Steve Austin? Well, you know what, Lance? He, he started it. Me and Owen were in the bathroom. We were talking. We were celebrating our victory over the Legion of Doom. And he tried to physically attack Owen. I don't know what, what, what came over here. <laughs> what? what the hell do you mean what we're trying to perpetrate? He came in the locker room, poked his nose in our business. I don't appreciate him coming in our locker room during our celebration time. I don't appreciate him talking about, about, about my dad and Stone Cold Steve Austin. As long as Grill Monsoon can stall it out, it doesn't matter because time is running out. And when my brother Brett gets his hands on him, he's going to be all over for the third time. You know what the bottom line is? Who's crying now? Oh, Thanks wow. back to you at ringside. That's cold. So, question. Who the fuck was that? In I don't know who that guy was. He looked like Tyson Kidd's dad, right? <laughs> I'm like... I don't know who that was. I don't know. Wow. I never saw that dude... Uh, uh, yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Owen and I were celebrating in the bathroom. What are you doing celebrating in the bathroom? Owen was taking a shit when when Stone Cold come in the ring. Like, I gotta say, my high school years, uh, I, that, 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 uh, I celebrated uh, not not in a bad way, but I celebrated a couple of times in men's room joints and beers. And stuff oh, okay. Like that. So that's, I right. get it. Yeah. I get it. All I get right. It. Even, I can even tell you a story one time. But that, that uh, so I'm smoking a joint in the men's room, and all of a sudden I see the buddy I'm, I'm smoking with literally jump out of his second story window. I'm like, what the fuck? Turn yeah. around, yep, it's our grade school principal. He goes, Dennis, throw that in the urinal, and he goes, because you're so close to graduation, I'm not gonna expel you, but you're getting 10 days suspension and 20 days of in school suspensions. I'm like, great. Jesus. Yeah, but he could have expelled me, so better, better than the alternative. <laughs> <laughs> yep, true story. Looks like we have a video package. Yep. 
Is it already? Uh, Mankind and Undertaker. Yeah, it's only a oh. five-match card. Okay. But I'm saying, if we still got an hour left, I thought they would throw like uh, throw away, then you do Mankind Taker, and then, then Bret Hart. But well, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm oh, they'll put a throwaway match in between? No. Yeah. They, yeah. Now, this, this all started, I don't know if you remember this, but this all started, and I just realized this myself. I forgot about it. Uh, Undertaker wins the title and at WrestleMania, and Paul Bearer tries to get back in the good graces of the Undertaker, apologizing for turning on him and you know, he wants to he wants to make it right and you know, he blames himself for holding back the Undertaker and, and everything in between and then he then he he pretty much um, calls the Undertaker out and says, you know, we should be reunited. I'd you know like Oof. to get back together, et cetera, et cetera. Undertaker comes out and kind of entertains the thought but jumps Paul Bear and attacks him. And then that's when we see mankind throw the fireball in the Undertaker's face, and that would start the the, the rivalry that would lead to this match here, um, as we see the the video package here highlighting pretty much all their matches that they had on pay per view with yeah. Boiler Room Brawl and Survivor Series, and there it is, right there, fireball in the face, buried alive. One of the one of the this is and this is the. Now, if you think about it, and this wasn't, they made it a big deal back then, but I didn't understand the gravity of it. But for the Undertaker's character, before this run with the championship, this was the first time that like a character opposing the Undertaker had gotten such um, had gotten such an advantage over him. Mankind beat the Undertaker at the King of the Ring in 1996. He then beat the Undertaker at the Buried Alive, or I'm sorry, in the Boiler Room Brawl, <clears throat> and then he beat him again in the Buried Alive match. Let's play the promo here between Paul Bearer, Mankind, and Doc Hendricks. Voluntarily, speaking of burning, I can smell the burnt flesh of the Undertaker because tonight, my Mankind will be Ducky Ducky with Chicken. Paul, this will be the greatest night. Of my life! And Undertaker, your screams will be music to my ear. Have a nice day! He's got a booger hanging from his mustache. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah. If there's any character that can like go with it, definitely it's mankind. Yeah. <laughs> but my point I was trying to make yeah. before I you know cut myself off with playing the audio was that that the the mankind care I can now understand and appreciate more why you liked it so much because the mankind character had such a stranglehold over the undertaker for so long that it was i was amazed at like you know how many i didn't realize how many big wins he got over the undertaker on pay-per-view it it was is truly fascinating and when you think about it 25 years later yeah it's more i just love the my favorite genre of movie might be horror movies. And he's, he's got that horror movie he's type just of a walking horror movie. Yeah. He imagine like okay, like 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 I like to. I, I think I have a, a pretty good imagination. One of my favorite things in wrestling is I pretend to be the other dude. Can you imagine? You had to fight. You signed a contract, right? This, uh, you know, some some some, some guy like Vince Man goes goes Dave. I hear you want to be in the wrestling business. Sign his contract and well, you got a tryout match. Like That's that. the dude that comes out of the ring and it's like, like, like you got to fight that dude. Can you imagine? 
know what I mean? They're just like, that'd be a legitimate fear. If I saw mankind coming at me, no fucking way. No, I'd rather have Undertaker. At least I know one punch and I'm done. This guy's gonna fucking torture me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, but I don't, I don't think Vince would ever just hand out contracts. No, no, I'm just saying though. But yeah, I, I, like, 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 I like to say, I like to think, like, you know, if like if the wrestling was a reality, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, like mankind would be one of the last guys I would want to fight. Like, like these big huge guys, they know they're just they're just gonna be, oh, right, I'm gonna kick the guy in the face, or I'm gonna punch him, or I'm just gonna strangle him, he's gonna pass out, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah. cool with all that shit, but once you get like someone like mankind who's just gonna. Throw his fingers down your throat and not let go? No, thank you. No, thank you. No. Yeah. I, now, I, I'm okay I, getting my ass kicked. I'm not, I'm not just the torture stuff. That's when I draw the line. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> you have a threshold, I guess, is what you're what you're saying here. Yep. Okay. Um, Undertaker making his entrance. Uh, new, Newly inducted. I'm going to miss that. WWE no Hall more, of Fame. No more Undertaker entrances. We took it all for granted. We took this guy for granted big time. I don't care what anyone says that. Everyone we ever took for granted, at least for me, it's The Undertaker. And it's not even close. I can't even think of, I guess they go 10 matches, which would be like my top 50 in The Undertaker, but I would never put him on my, I can't even, I don't even think he was ever in my top five once in my whole entire life. I just took him for granted big time. Yeah, I mean. He even was, he Undertaker, he, you think you're talking about a horror movie, he was a zombie. How, could, how more horror can that be? You know what I mean? I yeah. still didn't appreciate him. And he debuted in my home fucking town. And I was there. And you think, you think all that it could be like one of my favorites, but it really wasn't. Yeah, that's interesting. It, it, yeah, that you that you, you don't really... I mean, he wasn't one of your favorites. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he'd been around for so many different eras. You think about the, the, the groups of guys he'd work with. You know, a lot of people... I've said in the past, you know, Flair worked with everybody, but Undertaker worked with, you know, a lot of guys too. In, yeah. in the Golden Era, working with Hogan, and and I think he had a match with Savage. But you know, then the new generation: Brett, Sean, Diesel, Razor. You know, uh, you know, Yoko. You know, yeah. the the list goes on and on. Then eventually, you know, uh, Austin, Mankind, Kane, The Rock, Triple H. And then he would work with, you know, the guys like Batista and Orton and Cena and and then, you know, the the, the Bray Wyatts and the list goes on. He's worked I mean, he'd been a part of so many different eras of WWE. Is what I think Triple H used to call him the constant because he was always there. He was just he was a, a fabric of the company yeah. that just never went away. And yeah, you may be right. People, people may have taken him for granted. I, at least me, I definitely will say that. That, that uh, it's funny. He's like a top ten wrestler to me now, but he was never a top ten wrestler when he was like current or whatever. Yeah. That, that, that uh, I can't think of seriously. Like take nineteen ninety three. I like. God damn me, seriously. I like Sebastian Berger more than I like the Undertaker. Back Sebastian then. Berger, who's. You know what I mean? That's a big fat dude. You mean Bastion Booger. Bastion Booger, thank you. That's Bastion what I mean. Booger. That's what I mean. Call him I didn't even say his name right, and I liked him more than The Undertaker back then. Like, how dare me, right? That, that, uh, that, uh, you know me too, though. If it's something super popular, I like to be joke, I like to be a hipster, you know what I mean? Yeah, I really hate that in myself. You like to go against the grain. Because, like, 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 like now I'm going a little off rails, like, until now, Justin Jefferson's my favorite Viking, but, like, the best player on the Vikings was never my favorite because I don't want to be, oh, I like Randy Moss, you know what I mean? Okay. Now looking back, Randy Moss is one of my top three favorite Vikings, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, but, I, was, I was always an asshole like that. 
Like, 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 like I try to go against the grain. You go know? against the grain. Well, sometimes yeah. going with the grain is the right is the right answer. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, but I mean, you yeah. like who you like, you know. And I'm just saying, like, like, like I, I don't think I never disliked watching yeah. Undertaker, but he wasn't one of my favorites. You know, I mean, I enjoyed Oof. watching him in his work, but I wasn't like. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, he didn't. I was always entertained when he, when, when he, when he was out. Yeah. Other than the Great Khali, I can't think of one feud I didn't appreciate the Undertaker. Um. Giant Gonzalez. I mean, like those guys. I mean, like the so big that they that they can't. That do they anything. suck. Yeah. The yeah. Great Khali. Yeah. Giant Gonzalez. Yeah. That was fucking terrible shit. Yeah. But uh. Other than that stuff, I can't really think of like a major feud. I can't think of one time when the Undertaker. I'm just like, wow, that did not deliver. I can't think of like one time. I can. Give it, give it to me. I can. His, towards the end, in the last, I'd say, 10 years. Okay. I don't know if you remember. I, I, can't, I just can't think of one, but anyway. But I didn't really care for, do you remember, do you remember the, 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 the storyline that, that they did where Kane Kane was a good guy and he would eventually become the world heavyweight champion. He was on SmackDown. Nice clothesline off the top of by Undertaker. Um, and he said that someone viciously attacked his brother, the Undertaker. It was like in 2010. Okay. I think it was. And Kane wrestled Rey Mysterio at SummerSlam, and he tried to accuse Rey Mysterio of attacking his brother and orchestrating the plan to um, to uh, to take out the Undertaker. And it would turn out that Kane was the one that attacked the Undertaker. I don't know if you remember that. No. And then they introduced Paul Bearer back into the fold briefly. Paul Bearer was with Undertaker, but then he turned on him and he wrestled Kane, and then they put them in Hell in the Cell. Um I didn't think it really delivered. Like I just was kind of like, all right, I I had kind of grown tired of some of the Undertaker Kane stuff. There was one I remember. There, there's been a couple of instances where like the original rivalry with Kane, how they set it up, how it started, oh, yeah. the match at WrestleMania, all that stuff. You know, even like when they teamed as a as a, you know the Brothers of Destruction, like yeah. like I like you know early on, like the first the the, the first incarnation of it, I enjoyed watching it. But then they went to the well one too many times, and I just kind of got—I kind of got bored with it. It was like this, like twenty-five-year love-hate relationship that they had with the two of them and the characters. And I just thought there were times where it was like, "All right, like we've seen this. Like it's—it was—it was—it was like old hat to me. You know, it fit, but there was nothing new about it. You know, there was nothing exciting about it. You know." They, they, they still kind of went back on the history of the characters. So, um, it didn't, it, there were times where it didn't do it for me. There was an instance where they were a team, right? They were a tag team. And I remember they were wrestling like, like Big Show and like Shane McMahon or something. Like in a tag match on a Monday Night Raw. And then just out of nowhere, Kane just turned on The Undertaker. Yeah. And chokeslammed him through the ring. And there was like no real explanation why. And it was like, you guys were just fine as a tag team. What, what, like... What was the reason? And then they just would just say, oh, well, these two brothers have always hated each other. You know, it just, there were instances where I just didn't, he didn't, it didn't hit a home run. I'm not saying the Undertaker wasn't an entertaining character or popular. I mean, God forbid, you know, like he, 
he went into the Hall of Fame. But I think some of the stuff that they they did with him and Kane, they kind of dragged out a little too much. And I totally forgot about my, about my main man Bray Wyatt. That I'm sorry, that rivalry did not. I mean, the match of WrestleMania was good, but really, I didn't like the match of WrestleMania. I mean, it was okay. It wasn't like my favorite I liked, match. But, right, but I'll but, let you speak. But, but everything that 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 got built up towards it was just Bray Wyatt talking to the audience. He was the Undertaker. Well, all right. That drove, me mad. that drove me mad. Really? Yeah, I'm like, where's the fucking Undertaker? Okay, all right. I like the buildup as opposed to the match, and here's why. Bray carried it, number one, with the promos, but Bray was trying to Bray was trying to be the one to kill to put down Undertaker. Yeah. So, you know, the the story, I don't know if you really understood it, but at least from what I got, the story going into that that match at that WrestleMania was Bray wanted to be the one to kill Undertaker, and Undertaker had, had will the Undertaker show up at WrestleMania? It's almost like he had disappeared. You know what I mean? Like, which un- version of Undertaker are we going to get? And is Bray Wyatt going to be the one to put him down? So, the mystery in that, like, he wasn't there. Like, I was fine with him not being there for the weeks leading up to that WrestleMania. But once they, once they, they, they had the match, and granted, it was like in daylight. It was still yeah. daylight at that WrestleMania. So the like, their entrances fell flat. Yeah. I, I didn't mind the Scarecrow stuff for Bray. And I didn't mind the Undertaker stuff uh, either. But, like, that match yeah. needed, needed to be indoors. Yeah. It just did, it, it didn't do it for me. Yeah. It really didn't do it for me. I don't know. I just thought it was them just being lazy. And then, and then Undertaker, like, I, you know, I expected, like, a more vicious look. Oh, he just hit him with the... Yeah, with the, the the water pitcher, <laughs> and now he's got a piece of the broken glass. Is he gonna use that to stab him? That would be kind of cool. Wait, oh, dude, if if he, you know, how he stabbed himself, if he took part of that glass and that fake glass started stabbing himself with it, that would have been a oh, good touch. I mean, we know, we'll see. I mean, he still he still got it, you know. Yeah, the night's still young. Maybe he will. Who knows? But I don't recall this match being advertised as a. No disqualification match. I don't either, to tell you the truth. Maybe the refs will let him go. Ooh. And chair shot to the forehead by Mankind over the Undertaker. It. Yeah, that is... Yeah, Ooh, there's blood. Is that blood? Yeah, there's blood. On the chair? I saw blood on the chair. I saw a red spot, for sure. Maybe it was rust from the chair. I don't know. Look, now, now look when he... Oh, they didn't show it. I think he... Oh, you're right. Yeah, I don't see any color. I thought I saw color for sure on the on the chair. Yeah. <clears throat> now the mankind rivalry with Undertaker, I would imagine you're probably this is probably the best thing, the, his best work he's ever done, in your opinion. Um, Undertaker. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, oh man, that's such a great question. Um. I guess nah, just just because mankind's my favorite wrestler, he probably wrestled. You gotta go, Michaels. Remember everything, the the first Hell in the Cell, then the WrestleMania stuff. You gotta go, Michaels. His best work was against Michaels. They had such chemistry. That, 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 no, uh, I was I was talking about mankind's like best rivalry. Oh no! Oh oh, oh yeah. rivalry, yeah. I would I totally agree with that. That, 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 that. I would even say though, his work wise, so from mankind's work wise, no way. That 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 uh, 
My my favorite match I mentioned this on the podcast was against Shawn Michaels. Yep. And we watched that actually just last year, the Mind Games match. Yeah. And I'd actually say I'm not the biggest Triple H fan, and like work wise, we're like both with chemistry and all that other stuff. Like work wise, you know, that's story wise. Mm-hmm. I think it's Triple H. Uh, that 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 uh, the fate uh, when like um, when Triple H and Mary. Oh, look at that. Look at that. I could have, yeah. That's from the burn. Yeah. Or at least that was a great makeup like, job. Yeah. yeah, the makeup job. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even like I said. I've never seen this show before. So story wise, Undertaker, Mankind writes itself. So story wise, absolutely. All right. So story wise, I go Triple H. All right. We'll we'll play a little game here as yep. we're watching this. Give me Mankind's. Mount Rushmore of Greatest Rivals and give me Undertaker's Mount Rushmore oh, of Greatest great Rivals. Okay. Um, Go. All right. Go um, to the head stuff. Okay. Uh, mankind first. Yep. Um, not in any particular order. Rock, Undertaker, Triple H, um, I guess Kane. That, 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 that his stuff against Kane was pretty good. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to throw in Kane. Or why don't you just say Mick Foley? Oh, Mick Foley. Okay. Okay. Now, now that now that's different. Um, Vader, Vader, Undertaker, Triple H. Fourth one. What was I getting? Oh, Rock and Mighty. Yeah. 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 I probably. Yeah. I probably go the same thing. Yeah. Same exact thing. Vader. The matches they had in WCW yeah. were were. Terry Funk was were pretty blood good. Bloodbaths. But yeah. the stories wasn't good with against with Perry. Like Ring Whoopers, awesome stuff. But like, like Vader and when, like, like that, that story was fucking amazing. Yeah. That, 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 so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Okay. All right. So Undertaker, I'd be remiss if, if I didn't say Shawn Michaels, of course. Mm-hmm. Johnny Boy, I'm still going Mankind. Um, John Mankind. I love the story. It didn't really particularly like the rig work, the, the Yokozuna stuff. I'm putting that on the back burner. Um, so that's that's that, that was, could that could make the cut. Is yeah, what you're saying. because I really but it's not I there mean, yet. Okay, that's what made him a superstar. Was the Yokozuna feud? Okay, and, I mean he was he, he was he was very popular, but what broke him into 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 a household name was Yokozuna stuff. And I I'll die in that hill. Um, yeah, so Shawn Michaels. Um, Shawn Michaels, Mankind, or I think are just locks. Um, Kane. Yeah, I gotta go Kane. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah I gotta go Kane. And do I dare put Yoko? Who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, didn't like the Batista stuff that much. Uh, I like the Batista hated, stuff, but hated, hated anything he did with the Big Show. I didn't like Edge. Like the Edge stuff, but I wouldn't put it. I mean, that, that... As one of his greatest rivals, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being too much of a hipster because I like the think the 90s was the best. Um, yeah. I think 90s, 90s taker stuff. Um, um, I didn't like Cycle Sid. I hated Diesel. Uh, you know what? I'm sticking to my guns. My ret- I'm going Yoko. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm I like Yoko. that. I like that. I'm going to... I'm, I'm gonna, I, I got the same group for, for Foley. Um... And then Undertaker, Sean, Kane, um, Mick Foley, and 
I'm gonna go Triple H. Eh? I think they had some really good matches, and I I, I like their rivalries. The, the the two WrestleMania matches. What were, was it? Were, Seventeen when they first had their first one. Yep. How good of a match was that? It was no, awesome. No, no, no nothing. Yeah, they just threw the two of them together. And I like, fucking love that match. And yeah, and you want to know the one of the ironic thing about that? I read this actually. I just heard this on um, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard last year. They didn't have any plans for Triple H that WrestleMania. They didn't know what they were going to do. There were rumors that they wanted to bring in Mike Tyson and have a match with them. And then there were rumors that they wanted to bring in Hogan and do a match because they had just bought WCW. But Hogan was in the middle of uh, a lawsuit with WCW. And they didn't really have anything for him and Undertaker. And then they were just like, well, why don't we just put the two of them together? And it worked. It was, yeah. great. It was a great match. Um, then, they, of course, they had the other two matches. The end of an era of hell in the cell is great. <sighs> Nice chair shot. No one took a chair shot better than Nick. Nobody. Oh, I know. Well, Vince. Vince used to take some pretty brutal chair shots. Austin used to lay it in with those chairs. But. You know what? As much as uh, he never took a... Until his day, Till never took a, a good Stone Cold Stunner. He, you're right. He's still pretty good. You gotta give oh, Vince, yeah. You got to give Vince credit. He, oh, yeah. Because his, his other stuff, his punches especially, are the shits. Well, yeah, he's not... Uh, but, yeah. But, but, like, his selling is damn good. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he took it. Yeah, got unprotected chair shots. Like, like, what a fucking lunatic! Oh, the mask is off because he went through the rope. Yeah. Look at that. Referee's down. It would have been kind of a funny thing. Oh, I think this is the spot where he goes head first through the table. Pretty I don't sure know if you've right. ever seen this. Take a look. Right. Look at that. <laughs> Put a hole right through that table. Not like break the table in half, Who had but the a guts? hole. Who, you, how many people do you think during this time? This Nobody time, but nobody, him. Oh, my God. Sabu, maybe. Sorry. That spot? <laughs> Look at that. That's fucking nuts. That table. That is fucking He put nuts. a hole through it. Like a meteor came out of the sky and like just <laughs> like landed through that table. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Look at the, the French announce, announcers, too. They were... They're, oh my God! They're, 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 Oh been, my goodness! I'd have been okay if that was the finish. I would have been fine with that too, yeah. given the fact that you just Woof. threw him through a table and created a hole. <laughs> I you love know, Paul Bear. oh, well, he's probably gonna end with the tombstone here. I would imagine. He's definitely gonna end with the tombstone. So, no, it's pretty, oh, yeah, you're right. There it is. Yeah, hoist him up. Yeah, it's over. Great match. Yeah, this was a fun match. I I never seen this show before. I might have seen this match before, but never seen this show before. One, two. Three. Back, boys. Undertaker back, boys. with the victory over mankind. It's the post match oh, here Lord, that, Lord. that that we're gonna we're gonna get into shortly. I'll play the audio for it when uh, Undertaker tries to burn Paul Bearer's face. Yeah, and that makeup job too. Oof, nice job. That was pretty good. Yeah, I, I uh, that was definitely pretty good. The selling of the the, the fireball in the face. Yeah, I'm gonna miss you, buddy. You, you have not seen his Hall of Fame speech, have you? No. I suggest you go YouTube it. Hey, talk about the Hall of Fame speech. How dare you not? The only thing I know about his Hall of Fame speech is the stuff he didn't mention. 
You think it was purpose him not mention Mickey? No, I don't think it was. I, I, I don't think it was. Honestly, I, I don't think it was on purpose. I don't think he meant to to leave him out. I think there was a focus and like a... I, I think they had a plan in terms of like the structure of it, but yeah. names, leaving them out, I don't think that was done on purpose. Apparently, he... According... This is now Jim Cornette again. According to... His daughter, Mick Foley's oh, daughter. Oh, I saw the tweet. Home. Yeah. She, she was disappointed that his name wasn't mentioned because... Oh, here we go. Oh, Wait. look at this. So they were supposed to... All right. So I remember this. This is where uh, Paul Bear gets burned? Yeah, but okay. Foley was supposed to accidentally burn Paul Bear in the face on that setup. And then it just... It, look at it. See, look. Oh, my God. This is terrible. <laughs> this is awful. This is awful. This is this is worse than Hogan Warrior. Way worse. Yeah. I, yeah, I would have to agree. And then Undertaker's like, fuck this, I'll do it myself. <laughs> Great job, Undertaker, just be like... Take over here. Yeah. So yeah, it looked like on two separate occasions, Taker was supposed to throw Paul Bear into Mankind, who was supposed to have the flash paper and do the fireball and the whole gimmick. The Undertaker's got the flash paper in his hand. I bet your Vince is pissed right now. Oh. oh, he's on headset, he's on commentary, so I don't know. Let's play the audio for this. Better though, Taker did this. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that was a really good one. After he did it like twelve times. Yeah, I mean, like the get there was awful. But, oh yeah, but but the car crash itself was fucking amazing. But like, all right, so the illusion is that the fireball is supposed to just come out of your hands. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's what the, that's what the illusion that's, is. But, but mm. he's holding the flash paper in his hand. Yeah. You know? So it just kind of takes away, but this would be the beginning of, well, this would be the continuation is, of the rivalry with Undertaker and Paul Bearer. Yeah. That's such a great sell. And they took his jacket and put it in his face. Yeah. Great touch. But then this would be the first step in how they introduced Kane. Oh yeah, because Paul Bearer would come back a few months later, and yep. he would introduce. You know, he would. He would. You know, you don't want them to know your secret that I know. You know, yep. and he would try to hang that over Undertaker's head. Uh, I'm sure that you know we'll watch some episodes of Raw. Oh, such a great story, yeah. Undertaker. Oh, and, the, the story in the beginning, yeah, yeah. absolutely, hundred percent, and everything that the greatest debut of all time, Kane ripping. The I can't door. argue that. Oh. That was yeah. I can't argue that. That was a yeah. damn good debut. We'll 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 watch that Hell in the Cell later this year on the 25th anniversary. Yeah. But um, yeah, the initial story itself, like it just this planted the seeds here for the, the the arrival of Kane with the. This is what really set it off in motion. He burned Paul Bear, and now yeah. Paul Bear is going Oof. to introduce you know Undertaker's little brother Kane. And we are just about at that time. It's going to be main event time. Steve Austin and Bret Hart. Oof, who, who did uh, um, Ahmed Johnson throw it? One, one of those, one of those like lackeys from like the Nation of Domination. I thought that could have been. Uh... Here we go. Here's Bret. Okay. How animosity can escalate to tragedy, and now no matter what, in moments you have to face Stone Cold Steve Austin. What, what, what are they doing here? None of your business for starters. Look. It's like war. Is that what you're saying? It's like a war. 
You know, I don't know who's more unforgiving, me or the American wrestling fans. You know, if I was to come out here today and go, hey, I'm sorry about everything, would you please? You think they'd forgive me? No. You know, the way, same way, you know, if they came to me, every single fan showed up with a sign going, Hitman, you're number one. You think I'd forgive them? No. We've got ourselves a nice little war here. And I'm going to make an example of Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, I've beat him twice before, and obviously that's not good enough. So three times probably won't work either. What I'm looking at is ending Stone Cold Steve Austin's career. He is going to be crippled or maimed or whatever at the end of this thing. And then I'm going to go on and destroy every single other wrestler in the World Wrestling Federation till I prove once again that I am, in fact, the best there is, the best there was, and the best that there ever will be. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Hmm. Come on, guys. Let's go. That was a decent promo. Yeah. Well, this was, I think, personally. Me, personally. But he's still right about the American audience. He's like, I can beat him three times. It's like, we still wouldn't care. It's yeah. true. I think this was Bret Hart's best work. The 1997 Bret Hart. The the, the heel, you know, against the the, the American mm, wrestling that's fans. Interesting. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that his matches with Mr. Perfect and Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels. Perfect. Like, I'm not saying that, like, that yeah. stuff wasn't good. But I'm talking about the character itself his actual body of work like this was he he managed to to adapt and change with um with with the way that wrestling was changing and with the way the fans were changing you know the fans were yeah. were, were leaning more towards an edgier um an edgier product and Brett was going along with it and it was working and um i i just think that the USA Canada or the Bret Hart versus American Wrestling fan storyline is one of the best storylines that they had ever done in the history of wrestling. It's up there. I mean, to to be able to talk about the dynamic like we talked about earlier with you know the Ameri- I fucking love Gorilla. He's yeah. the greatest. Good. We're talking about. Uh, uh, I just love Gorilla. He's my favorite president of all time. You really? Mm-hmm. You I like the better than the ten. Then, uh, then, um, oh my god, Does Jack, Jack Tunney, yeah, yeah, Jack Tunney. Oh, I was gonna say Ted Bundy, Ted <laughs> but, uh, Bundy, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> today, <laughs> Jesus. I was like, wait, Ted Bundy's the uh, the serial killer, but anyway, yeah, uh, but um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but um, <laughs> but but yeah, the King Bundy. Kong Bundy, yeah, yeah, I don't make much of a difference, but yeah, I love, uh, I love Gorilla, and, and of course, the, the greatest president of WWF moment, of course, when Vader splashed him. That was an amazing moment. Ah, yes. That was, I mean, that was... T- Gorilla Monsoon was beloved by many. Yeah. And for Vader to... That was his first night on, 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 on Raw? On Raw, yeah. That was a... F- yeah. That was, that was, another that was good, quite the debut. Good, another good debut was right there. Yeah. Well, he debuted the night before at the Royal Rumble, oh, okay. but his first match on Raw was in... The first segment on Raw was that. God, I fucking love that, man. Stone Cold Steve. Steve Austin. All right, you put me, you put the gun to my head. Now I'm putting a gun to your head. Okay. Because, because, because that. Uh, where do you put Stone Cold's uh, brush, not not Rushmore for rivalries? For rivalries, mm-hmm. Brett, right now. Yep. Bret Hart, Rock, McMahon, Vince. Oh yeah, yeah. And. The fourth one's tough because I liked both of these rivalries he was involved in, but um, 
the Triple H rivalry yeah, was bad. really good. The, how personal it was. Triple H was the guy that was responsible for running over Steve Austin. But also, I liked the stuff he did with Kurt Angle. Where they were they were a team at first. They yeah. were kind of aligned with Vince. And they were trying to, you know, suck up to Vince. This is when Austin had that short-lived run as a heel in 2001. Yeah. And they had the, the cowboy hats and the singing with the guitars. And their matches were just really good stuff. And I enjoyed it. So I'm kind of on the fence whether it's either Austin or, or Engel or Triple H. I'm going to go with... Who did I say? I said, I said Vince. I said Rock. I said Bret Hart. And I'm trying to look, I'm making sure I'm not leaving anybody out. Yeah, Kane. No, they weren't really that heated rivals. Um, uh, Mick Foley. I mean, they had some some pretty good matches, but no. Yeah. I'm going to go with Triple H. Okay. I, yeah. I agree. That, that first three, I totally agreed with you. I got knocked out Triple H, and I would be the first one to admit, I don't even remember these guys having a match, but the rivalry felt so fucking real, you got to put it on there, Brian Pillman. That would that, 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 be my one, that, that, that'd the, be my the, one I take out, because you're talking about real. All right, so oh, you're talking that about... dude felt, that felt so fucking real. That day, that night on Raw, when he had the gun. The gun. Uh, that felt so fucking real. Yeah, I mean, it did. I never seen anything like it. Wrestling, uh, at least as a kid growing up, it was always implied that you know i always implied that wrestling you never saw anyone die okay no one was killed in no. wrestling nobody used a knife nobody was stabbed and there was no guns nobody died nobody got used a knife and nobody used a gun and when they introduced a gun into that angle i was like whoa i was just i was floored i didn't know what to think watching it and it it, it changed and just the whole tension when awesome walking around the house and he beats up his friends yeah, and he but... breaks into the house like yeah i mean that's that's some pretty heavy stuff um actually it's funny one of the very first episodes of kicking out of two that i recorded i actually did a watch along of that episode of raw with with my wife nikki and what did she think she was ju- she was just kind of like oh really oh like, okay she was asking a lot of questions and you know she was like the the, the gun thing was a little uh it was a little off-putting for her. Oh, it blew my but, mind. It blew my mind. Yeah. It was definitely one of those. And it was it was one of those things that, like, I don't know if you remember that too, but um, you remember that show Livewire they used to do on the weekends? Yeah, where, like, of course, the, yeah. Okay. Uh, Todd Pettigale and Sonny. Yeah. yeah. So they had Vince on. It was like J.R., Vince, um, I think like Todd Pettengill, I think even Doc Hendricks. They had a few guys. They had like a panel on on that, on that show. And I remember... I remember they had Vince on because it was so controversial. They had him address. Um, oh, Monsoon's at ringside. I didn't know he was at ringside for this match. And is this a no disqualification match, or are we just letting these guys the break the rules? Are we? Yeah. Uh, what are we I doing here? He loves. Oh, look at that. I don't think Earl's gonna let him swing it. But I guess. I guess it is. I don't know. But um. I remember some, some, I think it was a woman, like a parent, called in. This is when they used to let people call in. I know and this, this, this woman called in and was like, you know, your, your program's not what it used to be. It's not um, kid-friendly. You got people coming out with guns. And, you know, the, the, Vince had to, like, apologize on camera. It's like, you know, we don't condone the actions and we kind of took it too far. And we, like, they really had to play a lot of damage control because... 
people were just kind of taken aback by it. Yeah. Even though, I don't know why, but, but we can have girls run around in, in thongs that uh, we can say whatever. But when it comes to guns and wrestling, people lose their minds. What I'm trying to get at, too, is uh, Arn Anderson just a, a year ago or whatever with the gun. And people lost their fucking minds. I, you know what? It's funny because, like, people lost their minds because, I don't know, I feel like in today's world, like, anything anyone says in wrestling, people turn it into a meme. I think, like, because you never expected him to, to project something like that, then people just kind of took it to a whole nother level and it became a meme. And now, like, it's, like a, it's got, like, this cult following. He's become, like, as what Cody Rhodes said once in an interview, is a meme wrestler, you know? His popularity came through a meme on, on, on social media out there on the internet. Um, but yeah, the gun angle really was one of the most controversial things I, I had ever seen as a fan. And I didn't really know what to make of it at, at, you know, 26 years ago. I wasn't, I didn't, I, I, cause I never expected to see like a wrestler on a wrestling show with a gun. I was always very, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Off the wall? Not off the wall, but anyway, I, I do like the off the wall wrestling. But, but, uh, I try to say, I was always conscientious stuff like, People saying how wrestling is fake and dude, you're 15, 16 years old now, like snap out of it. Mm -hmm. That gave me like like ammunition. Be like, dude, watch that. Fuck you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people wouldn't. And be like, oh, dude, Dennis. You know? Yeah. That's why I love. That's why I love about Stone Cold Steve Austin so fucking much. And that that uh, he made wrestling. Uh, he, he, he didn't make. We didn't have to hide in the shadows anymore because Stone Cold made. Oh, he was cool. So fucking real. Yeah. Like 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 you thought Vince and him. Legitimately hated each other, you know yep. what I mean? And it's like, it's like, and, you get, and he's kicking the shit out of his boss. Everyone, yeah, everyone, everyone wants, wants to kick, do that. Oh, well, I'm a kid, so, so, so I want to kick the shit out of my principal. Yeah, because it was like the same difference. Anybody, you know? any authority figure you wanted to, exactly. You, know, like, you wanted to drop him with a stunner and then drink a beer, exactly. or, drink, or, or drink a soda pop afterwards. It was yeah. Stone Cold Stone, Stone Cold Stunt. Every time Stone Cold Stunt. A uh, 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 big man. I always thought that's my Huber school teacher. That's my that's my that's my regular school principal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like he did it for everybody. You know yeah. what I mean? Brett, why, Brett using the chair on Austin's knee. Yeah. Where's the referee? I guess this is an ODQ match. I don't know. No, he maybe he didn't see it. It could be one of those. You know, he's driving nuts in WCW days where it'd be a regular match. And, uh, and the referee is always allowed to dick punch or the dick kick. You know what I mean? Yep. It was always dick this and dick that, and the referees didn't give a shit. You no. know what I mean? I always fucking hated that. There was no consistency. That. Fucking hated that. But of course, if you throw him over the top rope, disqualification. Yeah. Oh, yeah <laughs> we can kick tough. him in the dick. I no problem. To, I used to hate that. I used to hate that. <laughs> you know? Whoever right. thought about that was a fucking dummy. And like, me and you watching, me and you watching fucking Flying by and Pillman versus us that, uh, oh, uh, not Habashi, but what was that? Um, Jushin Thunder Jushin Liger. Thunder Liger, thank you. We're yeah. watching that, and they kick, they kick on the top rope. Oh, Ooh, I know. fuck booked that match, dude? Yeah, I know. Come on. I know, that was dumb. That was dumb. You Now, you didn't see, um, I know that you came over for night two of WrestleMania. Yeah. And so we got to see Austin make the appearance, and he stuns Austin Theory, and then he stunned Vince. Um, but you didn't get to see night one. Have you caught any clips of night? Have you caught any clips of Austin's match from night no, one? I, I, no, I've Kevin Owens. I've seen bits and pieces of things like you know YouTube will have like a two minute video of just like highlights of all the yeah. matches. I seen that kind of stuff, but I've not seen. It actually wasn't a bad like setup to then get. He told me that he took a he took, Stone Cold took, took, took a stupid uh, like like 
Oh, like look at this. Freak, right? Look at this. Paul Bear getting carted out. Nice touch. With the, the burn victim. He's a burn victim, so he's getting carted out. Yeah. Going to the hospital. This sets up, like I said, sets things in motion with the the, uh, the the angle with Undertaker. But yeah, he took a vertical suplex on the floor by Kevin Owens. And like, him. it wasn't like a quick little snap suplex where he could like roll over. Like, he lifted him up and then fell all the way back. It, it was um, it, it was a fun match. I, it, I I didn't have high expectations going into it, but goddamn, he went 14 minutes. They brawled all over the arena. Um, you know, he, he stunned him. He drank a beer. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I liked it. I like I said, didn't have high expectations going into it, but the fact that I mean, it was it was it was Texas. It was Austin. You know, it, it was just a lot of fun. And then the, the you know he he came out at the end with the next night with Vince and I got a kick out of that even though Vince sold the shitty stunner. Oh, how, how was the stunner in night one? Oh, good. Was it was it a good stunner? Of course, I missed a good one. Yeah, I literally never. Saw, I gotta watch. It Austin even, or I'm sorry, Owens even gave Austin a stunner because really, I, yeah, and 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 Austin kicked out of it. It was you know a battle of the stunners, if you will, but. Um, yeah, like I said, didn't have like the highest expectations for the match, but it exceeded it, that's for sure, and it was a lot of fun. I, he didn't stink to join out. I personally didn't think Kevin Owens would have been my first choice. I would have liked to have seen Austin and Randy Orton. Yeah. Or or even or even like, you know, on night two if they if if, if they if Austin and, and the WWE were serious about him making a like little brief comeback. I would have liked to have seen Austin confront Roman Reigns at the end of WrestleMania, and you know, being the 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 you know the old veteran coming back for one more match, it's for the title yeah. against the top guy. Like I think it would just, I think it would have been awesome stuff. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, I think if Austin called Vince tomorrow and said, "God damn, son, you gotta put me in there with that Roman Reigns kid. We could draw a ton of money." Yeah, you know, it would. Vince wouldn't. Bad an eyelash and be like, well, goddamn, pal, let's yeah. make it happen. SummerSlam, you know, or wherever, you know. Like, I can, I, I don't think he's got any plans to wrestle again. Um, but how much, you, how much do you think the check was for? Oh, he was getting, he was getting seven figures. Yeah, he was getting seven figures easily, easily. I had read that when they announced that he was going to be involved in WrestleMania this year, that ticket sales jumped like fifteen thousand each night. Oof. So they were up. They were up like, you know, at that time I think it was like fifty, sixty thousand. Man, they, they jumped up like ten or fifteen thousand after the advertisement of his involvement. Yeah, you know. So, and I was also reading too that like the only reason why they didn't promote it as a match going into the pay per view, going into WrestleMania this year, was that they wanted to make sure Austin was comfortable with everything that they were doing because he's 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 said it in interviews. He'd have to come back for the right amount of money, the right kind of buildup, and the right guy. And granted, the buildup was only about like a month with Kevin Owens. And it wasn't billed as a match. But it, he, I, I, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. But I, I wasn't upset with what we got. That's for sure. Okay. But I think they want. I think he wanted to be comfortable with everything that they were doing, and I think it was up until they had plan. From what I read, they had plans to go a few, you know, you know, ten, twelve minutes or whatever with 
with, you know, like a brawl. And it would just be a brawl. It wouldn't be like an official match. There would be no referee. But I guess, you know, right up until close to game time is when they decided, like, yeah, let's, we'll make it a match. Let's do it, you know. But we'll turn it into an impromptu match at WrestleMania. Can you imagine for a second if uh, Vince, Vince said, all right, Stone Cold, you want a match? You got to prove to me that you can you can have a match, right? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Can, 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 can you do the match? Okay, so 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 you're at WrestleMania. Let's say you've got you're a janitor or something, and you're watching Stone Cold Steve Austin like wrestle, mm-hmm. and like no one's watching other than like Vince McMahon and you. Can you how cool that how cool would that be? You know what I mean? I just don't like to know how many opportunities of like that actually happened. Where it's like you're watching like this. They're like Vince McMahon's like super, like watching somebody and like another janitor is like in the building just like watching like you know you know a tryout match for like somebody or you know what I mean. I just think that would have been cool anyway. I actually had something similar. I experienced something similar like that years ago uh, when I I attended the 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 No Way Out pay per view Triple H Cactus Jack Hell in the Cell. Oh, dude! And I used to work for I used to work at a restaurant in downtown Hartford next to the Civic Center. And they had the account where they had like a little fajita cart, like in the concourse during the during the events. So um, I had tickets to go to the show, and my boss had one of the other employees setting up the fajita cart during the day, and we ended up um, we ended up going into the building, and I was watching all the wrestlers kind of rehearse some of their spots and hang around around the ringside area and. I saw like Edge and Christian and the Hardys kind of like, you know, messing around the ring a little bit. And then at one point I saw Billy Gunn wearing a sling over his arm. And I'm like, and the, the, the outlaws are supposed to wrestle the Dudleys that night. And turns out the match was pretty quick and they did an angle where they fucking had Billy, you know, get his shoulder popped out or whatever. And then the Dudleys won the titles. So it was kind of cool. I got to see some of that stuff. And then they, I think they showed like, I think Cactus had like a two by four and they, they were lighting it on fire to see, you know, how big the flame would be to catch. So it was kind of cool. I was only there for maybe about like ten minutes or so, and all, in that ten minutes, I got to see all of that. Oh, but dude, I feel it was it, 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 it was pretty fun. Yeah, I was just sitting in the like one of the other employees was setting up the the the, the cart or whatever, and I just kind of peered into the 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 arena and I was like, oh wow, this is this is freaking cool. If I lived in Florida in that area of the, the performance center, I'm telling you, I will volunteer to throw out people's trash because I know sooner or later you're going to see... This like, from, like, you're gonna, meanwhile, this is coming from an individual who's been burnt out on wrestling, but you're going to go hang outside the performance no, no, center I, like, a, like a little creep no, and no, throw no, out I'll people's be, trash. I'll be like an intern or something or, or, okay. whatever, or volunteer or whatever. Okay. I'll be the, the water boy for everybody. Okay. I don't care what it is. Okay. But I'm just saying, you know, sooner or later you're going to get like the next... Two hottest indie stars, whatever. And they're mm-hmm. going to become the new Hulk Hogan and whatever. Now I, now I can say, dude, I saw those two motherfuckers in a tryout fucking match to go to 20-minute <laughs> Broadway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, now, I think that would be really cool. Just just say that. Or he was just saying, uh, you know, you know, a fucking uh, Mandy Rose worked out for 40 minutes and I had to, like, you know, spot her. You know what I mean? I'd be like. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you'd be <laughs> all over that. You'd be all over that. Yeah, you'd be you never know when that. someone works out. They, they, they need some help. You know what I mean? Do you, do you even know how to spell Jim? No. 
Okay. No. So uh, you've probably never been to one. So no, no, I, I used to. I, I, but the, I once upon a time, believe it or not, and you can tell I'm, I'm not like no, like no, fat, no. fat but, but I used to be like really, really. I used to, seriously. I graduated high school. Uh, that uh, that that I didn't even see it back a year since I was like I was I was uh, eighteen and a uh, fart away being nineteen when I graduated. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and, oh, uh, that was a sloppy pile driver. Sloppy pile driver. Oh, Brett didn't even sell it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't need <laughs> good for Brett or not. Yeah. But um, what I'm trying to say is that that um, uh, that um, so yeah. What, what I'm trying to bring up. It's, I don't know. Since so, 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 graduated high school, but it. Oh yeah, okay, no, no, yeah, yeah. So I was a very slender kid. I graduated high school at one forty. When I did my college, when I did my college, you know, physical, I was one thirty-eight. But but I used to work out all the time, and like and like I used to have six pack. But I'm great at like when I was early, when I dropped out of college, I actually the first thing that I did was join the gym, so so I can like you know stay in shape. Then not just stay in shape, but physically, just so I wouldn't feel like a loser. That, that, that was like okay, I just work out. That, that mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. But yeah, I used to work out. But um, and then what I try to say is every now and again, because my work schedule, I work third shift, my was crazy. You got these guys who are going to bench lift four hundred pounds, but every now and again they just needed some extra help, whatever. Yeah. Know? And I was like there, and and then I remember one time, dude, this chick would have been a fucking sweetest, 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 sweetest swimsuit model, this girl, and she's like, can you help me? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, if you're hanging around a gym long enough, it's a hot girl will ask you for, for your help. Well, maybe not in days. That was before trainers and stuff like that was popular in gyms. And, but anyway, but, <laughs> but yeah, I spotted hot, hot random strangers before, and there's more than once, seriously. Okay. All right. You have to be there at the right time, and they can, they got to know you're not a threat, too. We see, we're not, no, uh, no offense to myself. Anyone? <laughs> so this is way off the rails. Yeah, because this is a great match right now, and yeah, you're fucking know. talking about your, yeah. your your escapades <laughs> at the gym. It's very true. Yeah. This has been a fantastic match, yeah. and I've had to hear you just nonstop talk about your six-pack. Jeez, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't, and spotting and women at the gym. and yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. No, you were saying that, that a hot girl like Mandy Rose wouldn't potentially ask me to spot what I'm just saying. Right time, right situation. Yeah. Absolutely, sir. <laughs> Anyways, nope. let me, I'll allow you to finish your point. Go ahead, and finish your no, point. No, that's my point. That's my whole point. Oh, okay. There's yeah. your point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It right. took me 20 minutes to do it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you definitely brought me around the block a few times. That's for sure. Suplex. Oh, maybe we're going for a superplex here. Oh, boy. I. Let's. Uh, I'm thinking Brad's going to take a bump here. Let's see. Oh, no, well, no, yeah. no, no, no. Superplex. No. Yep, yep, no. You're right, Stone Cold's going to take it. Ooh. Yeah, Stone Cold's taking this one. Yep. Wow. <clears throat> oh, and that, was that his knee brace? Yeah. Did he land on his knee brace? I think he might have. Yeah. Ooh. Earlier, earlier on the match, yeah. Brett I know he took it off, it off but yeah. he superplexed him on the knee brace. Why is it still in the ring? Is that going to be part of the finish? It's like, so I don't know. Does he use... I have no clue. I can't wrap my head around why, why the brace is still be in the ring. I know he took it off and he was working on his knee, but the referee, yeah, the referee didn't. Uh, yeah, here we go, sharpshooter. Let's go. Is he going for it? He's going for it. Oh, there That's it is. That's why. That's why he's in the ring. Look at that. Perfect. I ass. literally did not know that. Perfect. Run, run. Oh, come on, go for the pin. No, go he's going for the, for the sharpshooter. Oh, but he's not going to win like that. If you roll the ball, that could have been the finish. Did he just tap? He kind of did look like that. But they, that's when they didn't recognize tapping no, out as no, submissions had to say, back then. I yeah. Yeah. 
Or you gotta shake your head. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 I get Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Here's the oh, finish. There we go, Smaz. I'd have been so bad. Austin could because Austin couldn't beat Brett clean. They had to get these two involved. Yeah. That's the only that's that that's a little disappointing. That's a little disappointing. I hate main event small finishes. If you're gonna have a small finish for this match, have it second. Time. A what finish? A smash. You know, like, smash. Okay. Yeah. You know, he said small. I'm like, what's a small finish? Yeah, no. No, it is small finish when you do small finishes. I fucking hate small finishes. Sometimes it, sometimes it works. Yeah, sometimes. But, but like, as a main event, though, give give us a finish. You know what I mean? Well, if it's gonna lead to something, then it makes sense, and it's within the context of the story. I can yeah, get behind yeah. It. It's like yeah, yeah. I can get like behind fucking it. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Yeah, there it is. Boom. That's it. Now we're yep. Now we got a DQ. Even though, let me get this straight though, Dave. So they were using illegal shit all the time. Dick kicks, dick punches, fucking knee braces to the head. And now, now a chair shot by British, and they call it DQ. I told you, there's no logic in wrestling. (laughs) We said this earlier. There's no logic in wrestling. Oh no, the match continues. Let me take it back. Let me let me play the audio. Maybe maybe Finkel has. Wait, wait no, you're right. It is over. Is Finkel gonna announce it? Hold on. Oh, that's that. Yeah, that is the. I'd be throwing trash if I was in that audience. If you made me pay a hundred bucks to see that, I would, back in 1997, whatever. The, 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 the hole in the table still there. That's good. <laughs> they didn't even replace the table. They're like, <laughs> it's like, it's like they told them to like, goddamn pal, you're gonna continue this broadcast with a hole in your fucking table. And then the Spanish announcers are like, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> oh, he's going for the ring bell. What the hell? Use the bell. Oh, oh. he nailed him in the knee. What is the Is it the wheelchair angle? I think this is. I think Brett. I don't know if he legit hurt his knee. I think Brett might have had an injury and he needed some work done. And I think this is how they wrote him off. Or at least from in-ring. The next night on Raw, they would have a, a confrontation where it got physical. Which we'll cover next week. Um, the April 21st, 1997 episode of Monday Night Raw. Where we'll cover um, that angle. And it involved the, you know, the rest of the Hart Foundation. It was the night after this event. Yeah. But I th- I think this that this was the beginning. Roston went after his knee like that and set it up. You see Owen and Davey coming back in. Yeah, he's holding his knee. I think he just I think he was getting like some work done. It was like a quick like like a scope like like he needed like a couple of months off. It wasn't anything like major like not like a major ACL. Okay. I think it was like a quick. Like they just scoped his knee, cleaned out some cartilage that was you know loose and stuff like that, and then <laughs> someone said, "Well, Austin Church said something to, to, to Brett." Brett, Brett called him a piece yeah, of shit. He did. That's yeah, when you were seeing more of that stuff. That stuff was flying. I would have loved any heel. If I if I could choose, if I was there, if I could, choose, if God said I could be a wrestler at any time, it would be in the nineties, no doubt about it. Yeah. You can do anything. It's fucking amazing. 80s and 90s. Yeah. 80s, you, eight, I mean, 80s, you were able to do a lot too. You're especially as a heel, definitely for sure. So, what did you think of this show overall? It was First fantastic. Time. Fantastic, really? Yeah, it wasn't I, a bad. Sh- it wasn't a bad show. But when I saw him, but we're granted, 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 we're in conversation and all that stuff, so, so, so we're a little biased. I would give this a solid B plus. 
I really would. I think so too. I, I, it was a solid. I mean, I think they were offering these for like twenty bucks a pop or like twenty five dollars. What exactly am I looking at? I don't know. Looks but, like a Stone Cold Steve Austin three sixteen pillowcase. So you got a shirt? Or maybe, yeah, maybe it was like a bed sheet. Someone made a sign. <laughs> um, yeah, this wasn't a bad show. Oh, that had to hurt. And there's only five matches on the card. It wasn't like it was like, you know, this, this show goes an hour and 50 minutes. It's going to end in about 15 seconds. I really do. Um, I fucking love pay-per-views. see on, Austin. Uh, under, uh, under two and a half hours. I fucking love those pay-per-views. Yeah. Yeah, this will be the end of it right here. Um, as we, we, we roll credits, fade to black. Revenge of the Taker. First time I ever saw it. I'm going to agree with you, Dennis. I'm going to go B+. It wasn't a bad show. Austin and Brett had a pretty fun match. Yeah. Even though you talked over a lot of it about your, your time at the gym. And hey, that was your fault. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take some I'll take some blame for it. I get it. I get it. Undertaker Mankind. And, you know, even, you know, the, the other three matches on the card. It wasn't a bad show at all. Um, so, yeah. Uh, next week, we are going to be covering the April 21st, 1997 edition of Monday Night Raw. Uh, it will be a follow-up from the previous this pay-per-view that we just watched, so that'll be a lot of fun. We're gonna cover some old nitros too, Dennis. So I actually got I actually got a schedule in front of me, and um, I want to see you know what, what your thoughts are on this schedule um, coming up in the month of May. We are going to watch the uh, we're gonna here's what we're gonna do. So the month of May. Had two really good pay-per-view main events from both the WWF and the WCW. The WWF in May of 97 did the In Your House Cold Day in Hell. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Undertaker for the WWF Championship. And then over on WCW's side of things, Slamboree had the NWO's Hall, Nash, and Six take on Ric Flair, Roddy Piper and Kevin Green from the Carolina Panthers. Right. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, so yeah. we're gonna do a we're gonna do a two for one little watch along of those matches uh, coming up in the month of May. We also have um, the um, the Monday Nitro debut of Dennis Rodman when Dennis Rodman showed up to Monday Nitro in Chicago with Hollywood Hogan as they were previewing the. Uh, their 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 uh, their match against Lex Luger and the Giant for Bash at the Beach. Um, we also have the 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 WCW debut of Raven on Nitro, um, so that should be a lot of fun. We're also going to cover the 20th anniversary of SummerSlam 2002 that was headlined by The Rock and Brock Lesnar. We also saw Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Uh, that was a pretty loaded card. Yeah. Uh, we're going to watch. The, the Bash at the Beach 1997 pay-per-view event uh, headlined by Hogan and Rodman against Luger and Giant. That was also Kevin Sullivan's last match. He wrestled Chris Benoit on that card. Mr. Uh, Kurt Henning was the surprise partner for Diamond Dallas Page against the NWO, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We will also watch, and you might like some of these, we will watch the WCW Monday Nitro from August the 25th, 1997. That was the night that Arn Anderson retired from the Horseman and gave his spot to Kurt Henning. The My Spot promo, I don't know if you ever remember that. No. And then the following week, Kevin Nash dressed up as Arn Anderson and they did the NWO did a Horseman parody. Yeah, I didn't like it. Okay, we're going to watch I that. I mean, the freaking Kevin Nash looked exactly like Arn Anderson. I give him credit for that. But what they're saying and stuff like Is that. Is it pretty tasteless? Yeah. We're going to watch that. We'll get your thoughts on that. Um, I also have Fall Brawl 97 on the schedule. That was the night that the Horsemen lost war games to the NWO. Okay. Uh, Undertaker 
Shawn Michaels, Hell in the Cell, 25th anniversary. That's on the docket. Also, the 25th anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob from 1997, the Survivor Series. That's on the docket as well. And we also have on schedule the very first. We're going to take a break from 1997, and we're going to cover the 35-year anniversary of the very first Survivor Series pay-per-view from 1987 we're gonna watch that there's a lot of women's wrestling on that so you'll you'll get a kick out of that that's just a little bit of what we got in store for the rest of 2022 raws nitros um and everything in between so uh thank you also very much for uh hanging out and you as well dennis and uh look forward to uh next week as we cover the april 21st 1997 episode of monday night raw not sure if we're gonna recap it or if we're gonna watch it Depending on schedules, we'll try to figure that out as always here on Kicking Out of Two. And it's about that time that we officially put this show down for the three count. We'll see you all next week.